what are the primary goals of your website? What do you want it to do for you? What do you want it to do for your customer? Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm Arby Robinson, and I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and author of Speak Up, Get Clients, and your host for the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Now, this is a very special podcast because we talk about how you can become a million dollar speaker, reach millions of people, and make millions doing it. And today I have a very special guest. He is one of my dear friends. He's a student and he is a genius when it comes to websites. So I want to introduce to you CJ Gilbert. CJ is a speaker, an author, and has been a website developer for over 20 years. He teaches business owners, entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, and authors how to think of their website like their number one business tool so they can make more money, serve clients better, faster, and easier. So CJ is here with us today to share with us five keys to unlock the profits hidden in your website. So please join me in giving a warm welcome to CJ Gilbert. Hello, CJ. Hello, hello. All right. So good to see you. So good to see you. So good to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. All right. So you have this podcast is all about how to become a million dollar speaker and what are the attributes of a million dollar speaker. But before we begin and I ask you that question, I just want to say, I think you have a million dollar speaking voice. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I've always thought that about you and I've shared that with you before. And if we had something for speakers like the voice has for singers, you would definitely win. <laughs> wow. wow, I appreciate that. All right, so let's get started. Now, my first question, I ask this on every podcast because everybody wants to know that. What are the attributes of a million-dollar speaker? So what do you think those characteristics, those attributes are? Mm. Mm. Really good question. Uh, I've got a couple answers for you. Um, I think that um, the first thing I want to say is preparation. And okay. practiced preparation. You know, I work with uh, a very special speaking coach and <laughs> she has revolutionized the way that I approach my speaking career. And, I, and I'll highlight a couple things. One of the things she teaches me, it's RV, everyone. I'll just tell <laughs> you right now. RV is my speaking coach. And she is a she truly is the master speaker trainer and a couple quick points for you. Number one, practice and preparation, because that ties in immediately to 
to your ability to feel comfortable, which lets you feel confident, which lets you have a better presentation overall. So I would say the uh, being practiced leads you to feeling professional and confident and comfortable. And the other thing that's a huge factor for me is RV's speaking formulas. Mm -hmm. That has been so powerful for me because it it gives me the the stepping stones. Uh, I don't have to to guess about what I'm going to say when or how or where. It's all my own material. It's all my own uh, insights for what I teach and what I speak about. But I'm able to use RV's formula to put it in the right order and just go one step at a time. And again, that for me makes me feel comfortable, which lets me feel confident, which lets me feel professional and powerful when we're doing any kind of presentation. Beautiful. I love that. So prep, being prepared, practice, and again, following the system yes. are the three keys or three secrets that you have for becoming a million dollar speaker. And again, those help you be comfortable and confident. And all of that leads to you being that million dollar speaker. I Absolutely. love it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. Now, let's talk a little bit about you, CJ, and what you do. I know you have a fun, amazing story of how you got to be like the master web developer that you are today. So why don't you share a little bit about your story? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's no secret to, to anyone that knows me that I've been a computer geek all my life. I've always been into computers and tinkering around. I was the kid next door that you'd have come over and set up your VCR so it wouldn't be blinking all day at you. You know, I was that kid. I was the one that, you know, got into the computers and figured out how they worked and and uh, always had a fascination with that. So it was a very natural transition when the when the Internet was born, essentially, in 1995, that that was something I started tinkering with. And I started playing with websites and building websites then. Uh, and I, it's interesting how you look back on your career, you look back on your history to see how everything adds up together to bring you where you are now. You know, you don't know at the time that that's what's happening. But I know now that what happened then is I was learning computer skills. And then in each of the other jobs that I ended up getting, that company, this company, I was learning about customer service. I was learning about working with people. I, I then got into a sales profession. I ended up in the insurance industry for several years and had to study sales. And that lead, led me to being introduced to sales masters like Tommy Hopkins. I know you know him and have worked yes. with him. Yes. I studied his book. I, I have it on my shelf behind me, I'm sure. This Sales for Dummies was yeah. one of the first books I read, and I loved it. I loved what he shared in there. And there's been many others that I've studied since then. And, you know, I had a, an accident. I had a tragedy uh, in a house I was inspecting for insurance purposes. I had already done the inside of the house. I was headed down their back steps to do the foundation, and I fell right through those stairs. And that's how I fell out of the insurance industry. <laughs> there was a lot of pain. There was a lot of chiropractic and physical therapy. And, you know, it was a whole process. And they're like, well, you can't you can't hike all over San Diego anymore like you used to do inspecting houses. What else do you know how to do? And I talked about my computer uh, aptitude and my interest in websites. And that led to to being enrolled in a program to get a certificate in multimedia technology and design or whatever they called it at the time. And I opened up my own business in 2006. 
and I've been doing it full time. That's not where it ended. That's where it began because I, I had to learn at that point how to be a business owner, how to become an entrepreneur, which just led me to learning more so I can help others when they're in a similar situation. Right. A fascinating story. And I love that everything you did prior leads or led you to where you are right now or led to you where you were at that moment. And that most of our lives and most of our business lives, if we would just look at it. So in the beginning, you know, that customer service, that sales training that you needed that for your own business. Yes. So it came in handy and even even about insurance and whatever you went through uh, for workman's comp and all yes. of that, that adds to our, you know, stack of knowledge when we're our own business owner. But it's interesting that you said you had to still learn how to be an entrepreneur. So Absolutely. tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. You know, I find this is very common. I I've, I've realized that a lot of people get into a business kind of like I did because they have a particular skill or a particular interest in a particular area. They know how to fix cars. They know how to bake cupcakes. And so they <laughs> set up a shop to do that thing, fixing cars and baking cupcakes. And it's not, you know, days, weeks, months down the road when they realize, you know, what I'm doing here is so much more than that. I'm running a business. It's so much more than just showing up and fixing the cars and baking the cupcakes. Now I got to think about marketing and websites and email and social media and all these other things that that maybe they've never been trained if they've never went to school for business. I did and I was going to school for other interests. So when you open up your own business, there's a whole other set of skills that you now have to recognize that you need and learn and implement. And it's it's continuous improvement is the way I look at it. I'm still learning. Right. I, I agree. And when I came out of corporate America, I was the, you know, I felt the same way and I hired a coach. Because I knew nothing about being an entrepreneur. And so the coach, I hired him for a year to just tell me, you know, what do I need? What do I do? So I totally agree with you on that. So you mentioned website development as one of those key things that people need as an entrepreneur. And I know yeah. you're, you're the master at that. So tell us a little bit about how really, how important is a website today for a new business or an entrepreneur? And then tell us how important is it to keep it up to date? Very, very good. Absolutely. I'd love to. You know, I, I'm going to sound a little biased. I understand that because I am the <laughs> okay. website developer. And yet, I truly believe that having a website is one of the most important things you can do for yourself and your business because here we are in this virtual digital age where we're all doing things through the computers or around the internet or we're looking to connect with people all over and here's the one takeaway message if you hear nothing else from our conversation today please hear this your website is the only thing you can fully own and control on the internet i'm going to say it again it's so important your website your it's website the only thing the only you can thing fully own you can and fully control own and control on the internet 
on the internet. And what's deceptive, and what's deceptive everyone else is, is out there. You hear all these other voices, and they all want you to come, and they to, come, their their want you to, come to their platform and build up what they're doing on their, their website. On their website. And, you see, there's and you see, there's some value there because you there could have there potential customers there. So absolutely, you could take advantage of those and you should take advantage of those. But always remember in the back of your mind it's your own website that you can own and control. And so I think that that should be the foundation for everything else that you do. Right. I think that is so inspirational that you can feel like you own your website. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what that means. Does that mean that we can decide how to create it, how to make it? Uh, I know some people, CJ, that are prisoners mm. to their website host and they don't mm. feel like they own anything. So tell us a little bit more about how, how we really truly own it. I think people need to hear this because they might be, you know, uh, feeling like they're they're um, you know handcuffed or something to a certain developer. So right. tell us more about that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, the, uh, let me let me lay a couple foundational ideas for you. So the first thing I want to tell you is I have a company called Gilbert Studios. I'm actually transitioning the name into Jungle Studios. Uh, this is an exclusive for you, RV. I wow. haven't really announced that. In, I haven't heard it else. yet. I mean, I hear it first. You heard it first, right here. <laughs> That's right. Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. That's right. Exclusive content for you. <laughs> so that's my website design company, if you will, where I'm helping people build websites, maintain website. But out of that work and our work together has come this other speaking career where I'm able to teach and speak on what people can do with their website. Love it. And through that work together and through writing uh, my book, I ended up coming up with some core ideas. And that is your website is a tool. It's a tool to serve you. It's a tool to serve your customers. And if you think of it from that perspective, it makes more sense. I think it feels better when you can look at it in, as doing three things for your business. It helps you attract more customers right. through search engines and the other available things that are out there. Mm -hmm. It helps you make more sales. As people come to your website, they get to know you, they become familiar with you, and that leads them to choosing to do business with you. And it's a source of customer service. If you can put information, ideas, resources, forms, what have you, on your website, it can actually increase your productivity. People can go directly to your website for the content they need. That saves them time. It saves you time. And so I'm teaching people to think of their website as a tool so they can attract more customers, make more sales, and improve their customer service. Beautiful. You can look at each one of those aspects and then think of ways to use your website to do those things. Beautiful. I love that. Now, I want to know more, but before I'm going to come back to your five keys to unlock the profits in a second, but I want to yes. talk a little bit about you being a speaker yes. and how that's been for you because uh, you have just exploded. You're one of my superstars, one of my superstar speaker students. And, you know, you are, you've used a couple of, just a couple of techniques that I've taught you and poof, you've exploded as a speaker. So yes. tell us a little bit about that journey and where you are now and what you're looking for as a speaker. Absolutely. Being a speaker has been phenomenal for me. Absolutely phenomenal for me and my business because it puts you at a different level than your competition. You know, if you just look at website designers that are out there, 
There's a million of them. They're a dime a dozen, right? They're they're here locally. They're overseas. The cost for what they do is up and down and all over the place. And your 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 general business owner isn't going to know enough about websites. No one knows anything about websites. You know, when when you're focused on something else, you don't know enough to know who to choose and where to go and what to do. Right. So positioning myself as a speaker has positioned me as an expert and it's allowed me to get in front of rooms of people giving away content, information, ideas, and that excites people. It, 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 it lets them feel like, wow, this is something I can take control of. I can use it to change my business and improve what I'm doing. And I really appreciate that this guy is telling me all about it. Some of those people become my customers. Some of them don't. Some of them become subscribers on my YouTube channel, but all of that feeds into the idea that I'm not just building websites for people like all the other web designers out there, but I'm also positioning myself as an expert and as an advisor and as a counselor and as a consultant. And I think that sets you at a completely different level than just an order taker here to take your order and bring you your steak and potato you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. Right. And, and it does CJ, because it does position you as an expert, but guess what? You're above all of the other ones, because wouldn't you agree that most developers are geeks and mm -hmm. that geeks are mostly, and I'm just generalizing, but mm -hmm. oftentimes are introverts and they're not the people Absolutely. that you're going to find in front of the camera. They're the people you're going to find behind the camera. So just by you stepping out on stage, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and having that kind of courage and experience and training, mm -hmm. then you're above all the gazillion web developers out there that would never step on stage or in front of a camera. So congratulations for that. Thank and that's you. what speaking will do for most businesses. Yeah. Because there's a lot of businesses where they're, you know, people are shy or they're introverts and they just are not going to go in front of a group. And when you can step out in front of the group, you're ahead of your competition. Hands Absolutely. Down. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people it's one of my superpowers because I can speak yeah. geek and I can speak normal human. <laughs> And don't you speak a little jungle animal too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's talk about that for a quick second. Sure. Why you changed your name. And I know, you know, part of your branding, we can see it uh, once you see CJ and on video uh, that you do have a jungle behind you and some jungle yes. branding and some creatures that you often bring out. So tell us a little bit about that. You know, the whole jungle idea and your tagline that you use. And then what made you switch from Gilbert Studios to Jungle Studios? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the branding, it evolved over time in response to what people were telling me and what they okay. needed. It didn't it wasn't always a jungle theme, not at the very beginning. Okay. I called it Gilbert Studios because that's what I came up with in class one day. Because you that's, know? that's your last name. That's my last name. <laughs> yeah. And it was my web design studio company. And, you know, I'm I my wife and I are also musicians. So oh. Gilbert Studios has kind of a, you know, tie into the music side of things as well. And so that's what I went with. And the jungle theme evolved from understanding that people feel that the internet is a jungle and yeah. it's really easy to get lost and it's really easy to feel like they don't know where to go next and they don't know who to listen to and they try something but they they 
find that they've fallen into a trap or it feels like quicksand and they can't get out of it. Oh, and people just resonate with that idea. So I embraced it. I took on this jungle theme and you'll see it if you watch this video or if you watch any of if you check out any of my websites, you're going to see that jungle theme and the jungle animals. And I wear this silly hat to call myself the Web Safari Guide because the Internet is a jungle. I and, love it. And I get to be that guide and I get to lead you through. And it I think it adds a little levity. It adds a little humor to something that would otherwise be a very serious, could be a boring topic, yes. could be something no one ever wants to talk about. So if we can have if we can laugh and have fun at the same time, you might learn something accidentally along the way and feel better about what you're doing. Right. And it's very memorable too, the whole jungle theme. And it's yeah, and it is. It's a lot of fun. So well, so why though did you change the actual name? I mean, you could have kept it Gilbert Studios, but why sure. the name change? I mean, branding's one one thing, but what about the actual embracing that as a as a company name and all that goes into changing a company name? Yes. A little bit about that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So right now where you're catching us in this moment, I'm kind of using both. I'm I I officially incorporated last year as Jungle Studios Inc. So okay. that's my official business okay. corporation name. And I'm still using Gilbert Studios underneath that corporate name right now, but the transition is in place. And I was advised at one point to, to separate myself from the entity of the company so that I didn't, I no longer had to use my name in the company title. And it, it someone suggested to me that that might actually make people take the company more seriously because it exists on its own away from me and my name specifically. Yeah, I don't know, but I know I have heard that, um, you know, for some some other purposes, it's better not to have your name as your company. But again, Certainly. that's why we work with accountants and and financial people and lawyers and all that. So that's right. Excellent. OK, so very good. Now, the more I talk to you, the more questions I have. So I do want to get to the five keys. But before I do, you mentioned something and I knew this. But if anybody's listening, they they might have heard it and then they're like, want to go back to it. So I don't want to leave them in the dust. Yeah. Worrying about it or thinking about it. And that is. As you said that you and your wife are both musicians. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what kind of musicians, what do you play? I knew you were, but I didn't know your wife shared that with you. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I bet I bet your home parties are a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's always been a love of mine. I've played piano since I was very young and and took those kind of classical lessons, uh, picked up guitar in my early teenage years. I was a drummer in high school in the high school band, both the marching band and the concert band. And and that's been a lot of fun. In fact, I haven't touched the drums or drumsticks in since high school. Uh, we won't mention how many years ago that was. but. <laughs> Just this last summer, we ended up joining a church and they invited me onto their worship team as their drummer. And so that has been so much fun for me to get back into that aspect of it and, and kind of contribute to the community in that way as well. So I just have to mention how much fun that is for me. But my number one instrument is piano. 
And my wife is a classically trained flautist. She actually went to Azusa Pacific University, which is quite near to you, I believe. It is near me. It's a Christian school. And she's a what? A flautist? What's flautist. It? She plays the flute. Oh, the flute. Yes. I love it. So do you play together like yes. piano and stuff? Yes. And oh. we've, we've been talking more about how we need to do that to feed our feed our souls, you know, if oh. you will. I would love that. Now, what you have two children also? Yes, three children. Three. I didn't know about three. Okay, three children. Three children. Okay, so you have a a girl and two boys, or correct? Yes. So our oldest is uh, a boy is seventeen now. Yeah. And then our daughter fourteen, and we also have a six year old son. Okay. Somehow I missed the six year old. I knew you had a mini me and a mini mini me for your wife, but yeah. and a six year old. Okay, great. And they're loving music too. They're both the Good. older two are learning guitar right now and um, just really enjoying that. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Excellent. All right. So now I'm ready. Okay. Let's talk about the five keys, hidden keys to a profitable website. So what's, what's number one? Absolutely. So the first key is is what I I think of as the foundation with your website, with your marketing, with anything you do in regards to your business. I need you to ask these two most important questions. And what we're talking about here is your goals, your goals and your demographic targeting. That's the fancy words. <laughs> and it breaks down to number one. What are the primary goals of your website? What do you want it to do for you? What do you want it to do for your customer? And the very first time I ask you that question, you may not have an answer yet, but that's okay because I'm going to give you the other keys and that's going to give you some ideas and then you can come back to this and come up with what those are. What are those goals for your website? It could be you want to make more sales. That's probably a number one goal most people have. It might be you want to provide some education, some entertainment, some resources, some forms. There's a whole lot you can do with your website. And if you're clear on what you want, that gets you there quicker. And number two, who is your target market? We can't be all things to everybody. Who is it that you're serving most specifically? And if you can picture that person in your mind, if you, the more specific you can be with those demographics, it doesn't matter what it is, but if you, if you recognize who that specific group of people you serve based on their gender, age, geographic area, their education, their financials, it's different for every company who you serve. But if you can be clear about that, now you know to whom you are speaking in all of your marketing your website, your emails, your social media, starting with this foundation gives you such a clarity for everything else after that. Right. Your elevator speech. Right. And I always say, you know, when you're when you're talking about target market too, you know, a lot of people think of demographics, Mm. you know, and I say, you know what, who is your fantasy client? Mm. Who is the one that you love to work with? What do they look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what do they look like? Describe them to me because, mm-hmm. you know, when it's all said and done, it might not be, you know, you might be targeting something that you somebody somebody that you don't really want to work with or that's not 
as fantasy. You're just doing what you think is proper or right or profitable. But no, go after the fantasy client, the ones you love to be around, the ones that will become your friends. Mm -hmm. I want my clients to become my friends. I want my clients to be lifelong uh, learners and, and clients like that. So think about that, right, CJ? And and and, and you'll just be a lot happier uh, working with the clients and never have to fire them. You know? <laughs> okay, so very, very, very good. So CJ, now tell us a little bit about, again, let's get back to the speaking again. Mm-hmm. Because I know you run a couple of groups. Mm-hmm. I know you do a lot of training. So you do a lot more than just, you know, wait for a speaking engagement to come your way. You right. have been very proactive on getting the speaking engagement. So when you're in a networking meeting, you'll say something to get speaking engagement. And then you're, you've become a leader of some networking groups, again, to give you a platform. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things that my great speaking coach advised early on is to say in a networking setting, I'm a speaker and I'm looking for speaking engagements. And I followed that instruction and I began to say that at different networking groups. And it's amazing how when you ask for something, people come up with an answer for you or they have an idea. You know, and and I continue to do that. You know, we've been working together for years and I've been saying that for years and I'm still saying it and I still say it now to people (laughs) who have not heard me say it before. And I'm getting even more coming my way. Oh, I've got I'm going to introduce you to this person and that person. It's absolutely amazing. It's it's never ending. So I'll continue to say that. And and the other thing is, by saying that, again, you're positioning yourself at on a little different level. And after saying that and, and, you know, having the opportunity to take those little talks where you can, maybe it's a 10 minute or a 15 minute or 30 minute or whatever you can grab. People notice when you have a little training and you have a little practice and you have a little comfort level, people notice that. And it didn't take too long before I was invited to start leading some of the groups that I had been attending as a member. Now I'm in the leadership. Now I even get a greater opportunity to speak to people and serve the community, which leads to even more opportunities. Right. Bravo. And you have just uh, just followed the model beautifully. So congratulations on all your success with not only speaking, but the website and the new company and all of that. So we're going to have to end. But again, the more I talk to you, the more questions I have. You're just such a, a fun person to be around and be with and just a brilliant, brilliant web uh, developer. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, CJ, how would they do that? And then tell us, do you have a little giveaway for us today? Absolutely. All right, I do. So share how people will get that. Absolutely. I'm going to give you three sources to check out next. And the third one is my free gift to you. So the first one is my website design company, Gilbert Studios. You can come to that website, gilbertstudios.com, and you can learn all about the web design and related services that we offer. I've got a ton of resources, all kinds of information on that website. So definitely check that out if you're looking for things around that website design area. The second thing I want to tell you is my podcast, Ask a Web Geek. Ask a web geek, and that's a website all by itself. Askawebgeek.com. 
I would invite you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, join my Facebook group. This is a place where I'm answering questions of all kinds. Yes, it could be about your website. There's a lot that we talk about websites, but it's not all about that. It's about social media. It's about online tools. CJ, what? how do I use this? How do I implement this? And we've covered topics of all kinds. So, well, and I just want to interject too. You, mm -hmm. you cover topics like Zoom. Correct. You helped me a lot with Zoom and the technical piece of that. So, um, again, uh, askawebgeek.com. Uh, correct. Go to your Facebook group, which is also Ask a Web Geek. Yes. And if you just come to the website, askawebgeek.com, you can click on the big buttons at the top to find your way everywhere else. Perfect. Perfect. And then the third thing is my free gift to you. If, if what I've said to you has intrigued you and you're looking for those ideas and those ways that you can make your website a more powerful tool for your business, I've got a free video training that I want to offer you. And you can find that at mywebsitesafari.com. Mywebsitesafari.com. This is a little video course. It's got seven videos. Each one of them is less than 10 minutes. It's something that you can do in bite-sized chunks once a day, something you could do all at once on a Saturday. It's something you could do once every three days and stretch it out across the month. And what you're going to learn is how to systematically make your website into that tool that's going to work better for you. MyWebsiteSafari.com. Wow, that's great. And I'm going to put all three of those in the show notes for anybody listening. Don't worry, just go to the show notes and you will find all three of those links in the show notes. All right. Well, CJ, you have just been a pleasure to have on the show today. And I so want to thank you for all your brilliance. And now I want to ask you the one last question. What would you like to leave our listeners with that last bit of genius and brilliance? What would it be? Mm, absolutely. I would I would remind you that the that the Internet is a jungle. It is too easy to get lost and fall down those hidden traps, get stuck in a quicksand you didn't see coming. Tr try to hack your way through by yourself and just end up lost and bewildered. And instead, it's much better for you to hire that well-trained guy. Join up with that tribe of people that can lead you through and get you where you want to go. Awesome. Brilliant. All right. That's our show for today. We'll see you all back here next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.